Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pied del Cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's the Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> Good morning, you beautiful angels. How are you doing out there? It's Wednesday, right? <laughs> it's Wednesday, right, Natch? Yes, it's Wednesday. Oh my god, I don't even know what day it is. I slept like maybe three hours last night, Natch. <laughs> Dude, I have got a toothache. My god. The dentist is going to make a fortune from me this week. Oh, how are you doing out there, folks? It's Wednesday. Well done. Uh, you made it. We're halfway there. It's hump day. A big good morning to BTI, Vero, and The Bridge joining us on Twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian. Um, if you want to join us in the live audience, that's where you do it, and you can be as amazing, sexy, delicious as BTI, Vero, and The Bridge. Um, yeah, wow, what a show we have today. Um, some follow-ups on some news stories, but um, but before that, in 100 Humans, we find out what... Um, to, we ask them to des- name some desirable perks. Ventajas deseables. Some desirable, desirable perks to look for when looking for a job. Ventajas deseables a la hora de buscar trabajo. In um, today's 100 Humans, um, we'll find out what an evangelical preacher thinks of the Teletubbies. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one today. And if we have time, we'll, um, uh, we'll look at Ridley Scott's Napoleon. Today's unpopular opinion is a good one. The concept of a dream job. Trabajo... De ensueño, how, how would you say that? Dream job. Trabajo de tus sueños. Trabajo de tus sueños. The concept of a dream job is unrealistic and harmful. Hmm, interesting. Um, uh, got a few messages from people on Instagram. Got some pros and cons with regards to that. But right now, I'm here, you're here. Let's see what's going on in the world. How are you doing, Natch? Hello. Good. Oh, sorry, someone's coming at the studio. My bad, my bad. Um, yeah, so I've been struggling with this, um, uh, yeah, with this bad toothache. But other than that, I'm fine. Today, I'm on, I'm on holiday as of tomorrow, guys. If you want to, um, uh, if you want to um, catch up with the show tomorrow, you can do that. I will be broadcasting live from the Probo studio. So for our live listeners, you will notice no change unless you're one of the people who listen exclusively on the radio richard will be on um, all morning tomorrow right natch um, yes yes but the show will go on for the wonderful podcast listeners you will notice no change and for you guys who join me live on twitch.tv barra professional bohemian you will join us live also um, and yeah, so it's a podcast exclusive. Maybe Friday as well. Let's see how my um, uh, if I have to go into any serious dental treatment. <laughs> if he pulls the tooth out, maybe I'll have Friday off. Who knows? Um, how are you doing, Natch? How's how's things, man? Fine, thank you. Sorry, I didn't realize someone had come no, in to no, talk to you, man. It's uh, reminding me <laughs> that he doesn't have a show today. <laughs> um, well, let's do some. Uh, you know what? I'm here. You're here. Let's see what's going on in the world. Um, Vero is here saying, maybe you need to have it removed. Oh, God. I just wish he'd do it right now. I actually sent him a message this morning. I'm like, Jamal, please. <laughs> if anyone cancels today, let me know and I'll go running. <laughs> just see me. My jaw hurts. Um, news on the open AI saga, Natch. I'm addicted to Twitter, so you don't need to be. <laughs> um, just a, around an hour ago, maybe an hour and a half ago, OpenAI tweeted something. Can you guess what they tweeted? Um, they tweeted, big fans of the Pro Bowl show. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry, I misread. They tweeted, <laughs> we have reached an agreement in principle for Sam Altman to return to OpenAI as CEO. With a new initial board of directors, Brett Taylor, um, Larry Summers, and Adam DeAngelo. So, yeah, looks like Sam Altman got his way. The board changed. He's back. Um, so his, uh, his, his um, partner in crime, Greg Brockman, I believe his name is. Um, and Sam Altman also tweeted... Um, just over, uh, just past seven o'clock, so an hour and a half ago, I love OpenAI and everything I've done over the past few days has been in service of keeping this team and its mission together. 
When I decided to join Microsoft on Sunday evening, it was clear that um, that was the best path for me and the team. With the new board and with Satya's support, Satya is the um, is the CEO of Microsoft, I'm looking forward to returning to OpenAI and building on our strong partnership with Microsoft. Ooh, interesting, um, interesting developments. Abridge says, the man is back. Yeah, true. Yeah, true story. This is the most powerful guy in tech right now. I mean, for the CEO of Microsoft to basically give you a blank check <laughs> and say, come back, bring as many people as you need to. Um, I think this is in the net benefit of everyone um, to stay. Like someone made the statement or someone asked me yesterday, look, Rob, how is, um, how is OpenAI? Um, a non-profit, how do the board of directors not have a financial stake if they sell services? Well, they sell services to keep, basically, to keep um, research funded and to keep, um, it costs a lot of compute power and um, and server space to run these large language models. Um, so to fund those endeavors, they obviously sell services. Um, I don't know what's happening with Ilya, member of the board who's currently no, who's no longer there, one of the founding members, but one of the chief scientists. I imagine he's retained his job and he and, and Sam are, are going to bury the hatchet. Good news, good news, because, I mean, there's not many tech, there are a few tech companies that I actually trust, but I'd say OpenAI might be one of them. So good news, good news. All right, let's continue on with some news today. Cannabis use. Oh, Natch. Oh, not that you use cannabis. I'm not suggesting you use cannabis. Cannabis use <laughs> is linked to epigenetic changes. Um, scientists reveal. If you know anyone who's smoking cannabis, you're going to have to tell them about this story because for sure they're asleep at this time. <laughs> Article from Science Alert um, discusses a study suggesting that cannabis may cause changes in the human's epigenome. Epigenome is something that's affected by external sources that can cause changes in your DNA. How do I know that? Because I did a Google search before doing starting the show today. <laughs> I didn't know what epigenome was. Um, which is set which is a set of switches that activate or deactivate genes. Um, the study conducted by Lifiang Hu and a team from Northwestern University involved around a 1,000 adults who had reported their cannabis use over a 20-year period. By analyzing blood samples taken at two different points in time, the researchers observed associations between cannabis use and various epigenetic markers, specifically DNA meth methylenetol levels. Basically, yeah, um, mar apparently marijuana use or cannabis use can change your genes. Natch. Maybe I'm going to become a superhero. That's what I read. Yeah, now, you got to stay positive in this world, Natch. <laughs> um, no, quite worrying, right? Um, however, the study does not prove that cannabis directly causes these changes or related health problems. Further research is needed to understand the long-term effect of cannabis on health. Um, yeah, you'd, hopefully there are more of these studies and... Um, you know, I'm definitely on the side of hoping that you know that they they find no long term um, long term ills caused by um, by cannabis because of course, like I've had family members who have had and sadly died of cancer and cannabis used in their treatment. It's used in the treatment of a lot of illnesses, and you know I think it'd be one of those things that would be of the net benefit of humanity. Um, have you do you know anyone who who uses um, who uses cannabis snatch? No, I don't. You do. <laughs> well. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to get anyone <laughs> into trouble. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, let's let's move on to the next piece of news. Um, all right. Elon Musk back in the news. Oh, here he is, guys. Strap yourselves in. Elon's back. <laughs> Elon Musk. Um, uh, he's, uh, he's suing. Um, a company, uh, who is it? Media Matters. Um, they they released a report that shows that major companies' advertisements were being um, uh, posted adjacent to um, anti-Semitic posts, hate posts, basically. Let's get into this um, new story by TechCrunch. Elon Musk's thermonuclear war lawsuit over hate-adjacent ads on X. 
Um, and the and the weird paradox here is the weird um, the irony of this lawsuit is that the lawsuit actually proves <laughs> that this is happening. Crazy. Uh, la demanda termonuclear de Elon Musk para los anuncios que incitan al odio en X en realidad los confirma. Was that good, Natch? Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, Elon's company X, formerly Twitter has filed a defamation suit against Media Matters following their report that major companies' ads appeared next to anti-Semitic content on X. However, the lawsuit seems to inadvertently confirm the claims it disputes. Media Matters has shown ads from companies like IBM and Apple next to harmful um, or hateful sorry, content, leading to these companies withdrawing their ads from X. The lawsuit alleges that, me- that Media Matters manufactured these ad content pairings. But <laughs> X's CEO, Miss Linda Yaccarino, this poor woman, she had, the great, she had a great career. She was an executive at NBC. She had a great career in TV. Why the hell did you join Elon Musk, man? But um, X's CEO, Linda Yaccarino, admitted that such pairings did occur, albeit limited. Um, Yeah. So um, the lawsuit is seeking $100,000 in damages and a jury trial was filed in the Northern District District Court of Texas. Is anyone anyone in the audience right now, if um, if you're listening, are you still using X? He's still using. I know on this radio station, a lot of the a lot of the the local tourists, the DJs, the presenters, are still using X as a primary way to communicate with um, the people out there. But have you noticed it getting quieter? Have you noticed that um, fewer people are reaching out? Have you noticed any change there, Natch? Maybe yes. Mm-hmm. My my friends. Ah oh, right. I hardly ever use it, use it anymore. Do you think? Do you attribute that change to to Elon, or or do you think it was already a hateful place to be? I think that the second the second option. It yeah. was already uh, yeah. I'll be honest. I stopped using I stopped using Twitter many years ago, and I love Twitter as a platform. Like I, I one of my accounts, I had like thirty five, forty thousand followers. I loved it. It was a lot of fun playing the hashtag games and things. A place to kind of write jokes, which is um, a little passion of mine. And then, I don't know, during 2016, is I think, is when it happened. For me, the 2016 presidential election is when Twitter started to fall um, downhill. The hate from the, the, the left, the hate from the right, it became a place to air your political grievances. And that opened the doors to trolls and hate speech. And I know Twitter did their best to mitigate that. Um, but then, um, I think then since post Elon Musk, a lot of those people feel emboldened now. And, you know, I'm not just pointing the, I'm not just pointing the finger at the trolls here. I just think, I don't know. It seems like a bit of a wasteland to me. It's, it actually surprises me much that IBM and Apple were still advertising on X in the first place. You know? But this um, uh, this will surely um, cause yeah cause um, a, a big dent in in Twitter now X's bottom line. Um, it's no longer Twitter, says um, uh, says the bridge. True story. It is X now. We should just call it X. You can see Lucy in the background of the video if you're watching there. Lucy is the woman in Vaughn with the largest heart. She is a beautiful person. <laughs> All right, let's um, let's continue. Do you know who listens to the Probo Show, Natch? The Guardian. The Guardian newspaper, they must, because an interesting um, article came out um, a few hours ago. The jet set. 200 celebrities' aircrafts have flown for a combined total of 11 years since 2022. So, yeah, that's a a lot to unpack, right? So, the jet set. 200 celebrities' aircraft aircraft in um, in the last 11 years have um, combined if they were flying back to back would have been flying for 11 years in the last one year which kind of frustrates me no end when we look at that europe cracking down on um, on low-cost flights right um let's see let's see if we can get uh, the translation elf to give us a good translation of this one no he's got sorry i kicked him so hard with the elon musk article he's still asleep <laughs> Um, yeah, the jet set, 200 celebrities 
aircrafts have been have flown for a combined 11 years. Los aviones de 200 famosos han volado un total combinado de 11 años desde 2022. Crazy. Uh, so this Guardian article reports that private jets owned by 200 celebrities, CEOs, oligarchs and billionaires have accumulated a total of 11 years in flight since the beginning of 2022. So in a year and, and two thirds. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, resulting in a significant carbon footprint. Remember yesterday we were talking about um, the study done by Oxfam. And they measured um, they measured just a few billionaires and um, and their carbon footprint. Well, I'm sure these uh, these private jets. This is an argument we've made for ages. Why penalize why penalize people who are flying low cost flights when there are you know there are a handful of people flying private jets? Makes no sense to me. These flights numbering forty four point seven three forty four thousand almost forty five thousand have emitted an estimated. 415,000 um, tons of CO2, equivalent to the annual emissions of 40,000 British people. Jeez Louise. The reports highlight the environmental impact of private jet use, use among the wealthy, with notable examples including the Rolling Stones, Boeing 767, and Lawrence Stroll's private aircraft. Oof. Mick... Take, a, take an economy flight, man. Come and join us in Ryanair. The battery hen experience. <laughs> you know, I saw something the other day. I don't know if it was clickbait or not. But Ryanair wants to wants to put another floor on planes above. <laughs> yeah, crazy, man. Crazy. I'll still fly with him. I don't care. And you know what? He doesn't care. He just wants to make cheap, affordable pli- flights that people will use. You know? I'm, I'm down with it, man. I think it's a great airline. I know. They charge you for everything. Oh, if you sneeze on board, you have to pay an extra 100 euros. I get it. I get it. It's not... (laughs) The extra, the hidden cost is where they get you, but it's still one of the cheapest options. Um, The analysis based on public data also notes a sharp increase in private jet usage since COVID-19, with a significant portion of these flights being short haul. The findings are part of a series by The Guardian focusing on carbon inequality revealing stark differences in emissions between the wealthy and the poor within countries, and highlighting the major contribution of transport, including private jets and yachts, to billionaires' carbon footprints. So this kind of marries very well with that um, report we, uh, we, we did yesterday. All right, guys. Well, on that note, let's move on headfirst into today's one uh, Unpopular Opinion. Unpopular Opinion. Okay, guys, unpopular opinion o'clock. What is an unpopular opinion? It is a brain fart. Un pedo cerebral, un pedo mental. I share it with you on my social media, and you guys opine there. But the real decision makers, my friends, the real decision makers are you guys in the live audience. How are you doing? I want your opinions on this one because it is an interesting topic today. Today's unpopular opinion is the concept of a dream job, el trabajo de tus sueños. The concept of a dream job is unrealistic and harmful. How do you think people voted on Instagram, Natch? Mm, I think they said uh, false. You think false? It's aspirational to have uh, the concept of a dream job, maybe. Well, they didn't, Natch. Oh my God, what's happening today? This I'm week, not in tune with the, not, yeah, with the universe, with the listeners. <laughs> 65% said uh, said true. Um, not as many people voted as usual um, on this one. I think I think it's kind of a difficult one to decide on, right? Because there is certain aspirational aspect to the idea of a dream job. You know, especially when you're stuck in a job that you may not find 100% fulfilling. The idea of something that is keeps you working towards a better future. So how can that be unrealistic? And harmful. Well, let's get into it. I um, thoroughly tortured the Probo Show elves this morning, and they provided me with some pros and cons. Let's get into those right now. In the pro column, saying that, yes, the, pro, the concept of a dream job is unrealistic and harmful. 
Um, let's see. Uh, the idea of a dream job often sets unrealistically high expectations. Jobs, like any aspect of life, come with their challenges and downsides. Believing in a perfect job can lead to cons- uh, constant dissatisfaction with real-world roles. Hmm. Okay. I mean, that's the same argument they make about um, happily ever after, you know? The idea that you meet the the one, the person for you, can lead you to unhealthy um, expectations within relationships, right? Let's continue. Um, consistently chasing an idealized dream job can create undue pressure, leading to feelings of failure and disappointment if one's career doesn't align with this idealized version. Makes a lot of sense also, right? But perhaps when holding your own career, your own um, career path, your, the, your trajectory, the job you have in this moment, when holding that up against a mirror of the ideal, an idealized unrealistic um, sense of satisfaction derived from work. Maybe it makes you feel like a failure that you haven't achieved that. It's understandable. Okay, Um, next point in the pro column. This concept assumes a one-size-fits-all approach to job satisfaction. It overlooks that people find fulfillment in various ways and what constitutes a dream job can change over time. Yeah, Wow, that is so true. Like when I was a kid, all I wanted to be was a comedian. I wanted to be a stand-up comic. <laughs> and then when I was in my um, uh, early 20s, mid-20s, I tried it at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and hated it. <laughs> I really enjoyed comic acting. I enjoyed the writing and performance of, of, a, of a persona that I'd created much more than, um, much more than just being up there on a stage on your, in, on your own. Uh, delivering a monologue. Yeah, I don't know. I kind and then, and then I wanted to do TV. I did TV, hated it. The only thing that has been a constant in my life is my love of radio. <laughs> That's it, honestly. Um, all right. So interesting, interesting point there. Um, and finally, in the pro column, strong attachment to specific dream job can hinder adaptability and openness to diverse career opportunities that might offer fulfillment and growth in unexpected ways. Hmm. It's true. I mean, we often think like, what's our main motivator in work? Well, it's financial, right? Maybe for you, your dream job is one that pays twice, three times as much as what you earn now. But there is a certain, um, there are many other ways one derives satisfaction from work, how much you are able to use your creativity, maybe how much leeway and, um, and space and freedom your manager gives you to experiment creatively. Perhaps it's being challenged and being forced to um, to always improve your skills. Perhaps it's training. Perhaps your manager provides you with information and things you wouldn't find or seek out on your own. There are many ways to get satisfaction in a job that's not just financial. And I think, I think for many people, we t- tend to forget that and think it's all about finance and how much free time you have. But that's not necessarily true, is it? All right. In the con column, disagreeing with this point, saying the concept of a dream job is not unrealistic or harmful. Here we go. For many, having a dream job as a goal provides motivation and direction in their career path. It gives them something to strive for and can inspire hard work and dedication. True story, but have you ever heard the expression, be careful what you wish for? You might just get it. (laughs) I have actually a story about that in my career in marketing. (laughs) Uh, But we'll get to that in the second half of the show. Okay, personal growth and aspiration. Pursuing a dream job often encourages personal development. People acquire new skills and experiences in the pursuit of what they consider their ideal job. A lot of truth to that. A lot of truth to that. Um, The concept of a dream job prompts individuals to reflect on what they truly value and enjoy in their work life, leading to a more informed career choice and better job satisfaction. That is so true. I mean, the first step in having a concept of what is your dream job is reflection, right? This is what I want in my career. How do I go about making that a reality? 
Next and um, final point in the con column is this. The pursuit of dream jobs can drive innovation and ambition. When individuals strive for roles that align closely with their passions and skills, they are more likely to contribute positively and innovatively in those roles. Yeah. If you achieve your dream job, you put more into it. The more you put into it, the more you get out of it. Hmm. All right, it's interesting. This is interesting. I've got a lot to say on this. I don't want to color your um, uh, your opinions before I ask you to vote, but there it is. That's the um, vote up for grabs today. You guys are the decision makers here. The concept of a dream job is unrealistic and harmful. Is it? You, my friends, will tell me. Um, and finally, guys, so many things you could have been doing this morning, an infinite number of things, but instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and it means the world. See you next time. Hey guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at Pro Bow, P R O B O H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You still have a minute. Oh no, that's a lie. You have no time to, to, to um, vote in today's poll for our unpopular opinion, which is the concept of a dream job is unrealistic and harmful. We went over some pros and cons with that, um, but I'm very, very interested in your opinion. Of course, the decision makers here are the people who join us live in the chat. Oh, no, you can still vote. You've got like a minute left if you're watching the show right now. Um, let your opinion be known. Um, as uh, as I mentioned before, true. 65% of people said true on Instagram. Um, what else did we look at today? We um, we saw the, the news that, as we predicted, Sam Altman is back at OpenAI, and um, the board has been replaced, the board of directors. Um, a beautiful tweet there from Sam Altman. I love OpenAI, and everything I've done over the past few decades has been in service of keeping this team and its mission together. When I, uh, for, when I decided to join Microsoft on Sunday evening, it was clear that was the best path for me. That was the best path for me and the team. With the new board and with Satya's support, I'm looking forward to returning to OpenAI and building on our strong partnership with Microsoft. Interesting. I would love to know um, behind the scenes of this decision. Has this strengthened Microsoft's position? I mean, prior to um, prior to all this going down, uh, I think I think um, uh, Microsoft owned forty nine percent of shares of OpenAI. Hmm. I don't know. Let's see. Interesting. How are you doing, Eugene? Joining us there in the chat. Okay, the poll has closed on today's unpopular opinion. Uh, we looked at how uh, cannabis use has been has been linked to epi epigenetic changes, uh, thanks to a, a scientific report by Northwestern University. You can read that however you want. You know, it alters your DNA or it gives you superpower. I, I don't know. I don't know how you get superpowers. <laughs> um, then we saw that Elon Musk, oh God, Elon, Elon Musk's company X is um, suing a company called Media Matters um, after a report that linked that big advertisers' advertisements were being shown next to anti-Semitic um, content. So they were suing um, Media Matters for inventing that information. And then the, the the CEO actually said, well, no, this is this is actually happening. <laughs> so the lawsuit actually proved um, proved itself proved itself wrong. Interesting stuff. Jeez Louise. Elon, go home, you're drunk. And then a little follow-up on yesterday's story also, um, following that um, Oxfam study that showed um, how how a few billionaires um, cause more of a carbon footprint than many, many, many people. Here, um, a report from The Guardian highlighting more kind of inequality, carbon inequality, highlighting that 200 celebrities have flown a combined total of 11 years since the beginning of 2022. 
putting into the atmosphere 415 tons of CO2. That's the equivalent of 40,000 people. That's crazy. That's crazy. 200 people. God damn. Anyway, comrades, enough on that. <laughs> Let's get into today's unpopular opinion. We'll talk it through. So, yeah, the poll is in. And again, not many of you um, voted on this one. Curiously. Curiously. The poll, it, the poll was, the concept of a dream job is unrealistic and harmful, true or false. We went over some, um, some pros and cons. Let's read some comments we got on, um, on Instagram. I did get one from Nessa Vanessa, let me see, who I believe thought this was, um, this was false. I mean, there is certainly something to be said, no, for the, um, for the fact that having an idea of a dream job can be, you know, can be quite, um, can be something to aim for, to shoot for, can help you um, desire training and fulfilling your career path. She says, I don't see why a dream job for me doesn't mean a perfect job, but one that makes me want to get up in the morning and go to work, which doesn't mean it won't be hard and that they won't be bad days. True story. Lena here said, for real, it sets people up for disappointment. I see lots of people chasing a dream, then struggling when life doesn't match up. Um, Derek says, disagree. I believe in chasing dreams. <laughs> if you don't have a dream job in mind, you're just settling. It's all about the hustle and making it happen. All right. Okay. So for most of my professional life, I've worked in, in creative, creative fields. Um, whether that was post-university radio and theater as a writer and performer. And then once um, once I'd kind of fallen out of love with the theater, I, I moved to Spain, started working in entertainment at Vaughntown. Uh, through that period, I became interested in my, my uh, degree in university, mi carrera, was in media production and business uh, um, management. And I focused on radio. So I already had a knowledge of editing radio, but I became kind of interested in, in, in editing for TV and post-production in television. So I started working in that. I eventually um, had a TV show that most of you have seen, um, the communication show. Um, and then due to this background in communication, I, I made a sidestep into marketing into learning and um, learning and being a consultancy at the boom of the content marketing era. So all of my skills matched up to make this perfect storm of me sidestepping into marketing in the corporate world. Big mistake. I thought that for me, it was a dream. You get into a corporation, you know, you get a high salary for making big decisions. Um, and in the end, it just didn't fit me emotionally. It didn't fit me um, how I, it didn't fit my my mindset because I am essentially a creative. But for me, at a specific point in time, it was all I wanted to do. It was my everything. And there was a lot of money in it. But money isn't my main motivator. That's what I learned over that time. You know, I'm capable of, of, of living on little as long as I'm inspired every day. And this show is one of those things that um, that keeps me, as Nessa would say, that um, has me, you know, in, excited to wake up every morning, with or without a toothache. <laughs> um, so interesting, yeah, because the, the idea of a dream job changes over time. When I was a kid, it was stand-up comic. Then it was working in the theater. Then it was, you know, being a writer. Then it was being, um, working on TV. And as I checked those boxes and worked in those careers, you very quickly find that when your passion turns into a job, it in some way kills that passion. I don't know. I don't want to depress you all. <laughs> but um, it's what I found in my life. Okay, Eugene says, hi guys. Sorry I'm late. No worries, Eugene. Um, like perfection, I don't understand that. Perfection is something to be striven for. Not necessarily to be reached, says the bridge. Oh, can we get a Probo approved for that? Wowee. Probo approved. So what are your thoughts on this, Natch? What are your thoughts on this? I, I do believe in there are dream jobs. Uh, they are not perfect. Uh, you're not going to wake up every day like excited. Yeah. But 
for sure you're going to wake up more days uh, happy than than not yeah so so you don't yeah. think they're harmful you think they're something positive something I think, to I think it is yeah you know to a certain extent in fact to a great degree I will agree with you and not with the unpopular opinion because the one thing having having been so lucky to achieve a lot of goals that I've wanted to you know my first goal my first real ambition was to quit drinking at university and once I checked that off the list I un I understood there was a whole world of possibilities now if you've ever met me in real life you'll understand that I'm quite a strange guy <laughs> um I and as my as my career trajectory has changed, it has opened up the doors for me to learn a real crazy array of skills from video editing, audio editing, um, writing, performing, um, a suite, a whole suite of online tools. It kind of opened as my career trajectory changed. It opened my mind to learning so many things, and that is something you, you the idea of a dream job gives to you as an individual that maybe you wouldn't be able to access on your own. That motivation to learn and be better. Do you know? I mean, don't forget the more skills you have, the more arrows you have in your quiver, in your bow. Um, uh, the more, the harder you are to uh, to um, replace by in any company, you know. And uh, and let's face it, you know, salary your salary isn't um, tied to your job. Your salary is tied to how hard you are to replace. <laughs> I think, I think. Mm, interesting, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. So I released a poll in the chat saying that the concept of a dream job is unrealistic and harmful. You guys said. Fifty-fifty. Mm. It was a 50-50 split, Natch. I was kind of surprised at that. Kind of surprised at that. I thought you guys would be um, a little more pro-dream job, a little bit more aspirational than, um, than Jay did. One thing I will tell you is that whenever you pursue something that is just slightly out of reach... Um, what you are doing is essentially opening yourself up to becoming the kind of person that can achieve that target, whether that be in training in certain skills or whether, you know, whether it's an emotional thing. You know, I want to meet the perfect person. I need to be less angry or more caring or whatever that is. And, um, and self-improvement is really key here, isn't it? Having, um, having something to, to shoot for. But as the bridge says here in chat, there is a lot of, of truth about passion or perfection. So particularly passion, there is something to be to be to strive for rather than to achieve. Because the moment you actually check things off those boxes, they become um, uh, they become a little boring. I don't know. Anyway, those are my thoughts, friends. Um, uh, but of course, those are just my opinions. And opinions, as Grandpa Bo used to say, they're like buttholes. Everyone has one. They all stink. Let's move on to today's 100 Humans. Oh my God, friends. It was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans. And I asked them all a question. Today's question was, um, uh, name desirable perks to look for when looking for a job. Um, ventajas deseables a la hora de buscar trabajo. Desirable perks to look for when looking for another job. Hmm. All right. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top seven answers right now. Your job in the live audience is to identify the top seven answers, desirable perks to look for when looking for another job. All right, Natch. Um, as always, we tend to the Oracle, even though he's a little out of tune recently. Me too, actually, Natch. We're not doing very well recently. All right. What do you think? Uh, good salary. Good salary. Good salary. Hmm. Is it there? I would say that's a perk. 
having a salary that's, well, maybe more than a salary, a bonus would be a perk, right? A bonus, um, but still a financial one. Is bonuses there? Yes, it is. Well done, Natch. Well done, sir. It is the sixth most popular answer with four of a hundred human say, human, sorry, saying bonuses. Um, the bridge says flexible time, flexible time schedule, flexible hours. Hmm. Is flexible hours there? Hmm. The bridge? Yes, it is. Well done, well done. Um, flexible hours is there and bridge with 41 of 100 humans. It's a number one answer. <laughs> flexible schedule, horario flexible, would you say? Yeah, well, nice. Será posible by any Oh, Natch, thank you. Um, all right, flexible hours, number one answer. Well done, well done. All right, it's close to home, says Vero. Close to home. Hmm, so you don't have to spend too long commuting. You know what? I'm going to give it to you. Why not? <laughs> Close to home isn't there, I'll be honest. But remote work is... And what is closer to your home than working from your home? Remote work is there. Third most popular answer. 15 of 100 humans said that. Well done, well done. All right. Um, I'm going to give you some clues. Okay, this would be a much bigger deal for Americans. Yeah, I, I walked to work over snow-capped mountains and through river valleys via American Hatch. So this is something Americans might seek out much more than we Europeans. Hmm. I think Natch knows where it is. What is it, Natch? Uh, medical insurance. Health insurance. Seguro de enfermedad. Health insurance. Or seguro de salud. Or something like that. Is it there? Well done, Natch! My God, he's on fire today. 20, uh, 24 of 100 humans said health insurance, a perk you would look for in a job. Hmm. All right, next one. Next one. This one... Um, mm, yeah, I'm not sure these are 100 humans. A little bit nuts today. Okay, one, um, one here. We often say that our generation will never be able to do this, Natch. Generation X will be the last, will be the first generation never to be able to do this, unless our companies have one of these. Hmm. Do you know where it is? A retirement plan. A retirement plan. Oh my God, dude! Plan de jubilación, dude. You got, you knew that in it. Give yourself a nivel I thought, dude. Um, Eugene here says a good team, a good team. Is that really a perk? A good team. Hmm. It's not there. It's not there, Eugene. Sorry. Um. Okay, I'm not sure you're gonna get the other two. I'll give you try and give you some clues. Um, Eugene Vero Bridge, all you guys in the ch in the audience, I'll try and give you some clues. This, um, for example, here in, in our job, we get 26 of these um, a year. <laughs> they're, they're most sought after. They're, <laughs> they are the most precious things. I've accumulated so many, you're not going to see much of me around here. <laughs> um, but some jobs have more of them. Some jobs have less. What am I talking about? Mm. Eugene knows the answer. I think Natch has the answer too. What am I talking about, Natch? Three days. Vacation days. Well done. <laughs> Vacaciones, vacation time. Some uh, jobs have more, some have less. Well done to Vero, to Eugene and the bridge. Um, in the interest of moving on and doing two complete the news today, I'm going to tell you the last one. And it was career path. It was career path. Or career growth, carrera profesional, I don't know. The idea that there's a path of growth set into your um, uh, set into your jobs. It's a real perk. All right, so I asked 100 humans to name desirable perks to look for when looking for a job. In position number seven, it was the aforementioned career path. You start here and there's a path within a certain amount of years. You'll be in another position. 
Interesting stuff. Three of a hundred humans said that one. In position number six, we had bonuses. And he said bonuses, gratificaciones, or? Yes, and or bonus. Or bonus, okay. Four of a hundred humans said that one, sixth place. In position number five, we had vacation time. Vacation time. Uh, Vacaciones. Maybe you get extra days. You know, maybe you want to avoid jobs with fewer. Vacation time. In position number four, we had a retirement plan. Plan de jubilación. I have no plan. My plan, Natch, is to to make the show more popular. That's my plan. (laughs) And pray. (laughs) Me and and a ton of other people in my generation. (laughs) That's our retirement plan. Um, In position number was remote work. Trabajo a distancia. Vero said this one. She said it's close to home. And there is no closer to home than your home itself. In position number two. For our American friends. How are you doing out there? It was health insurance. Seguro de, de salud. Um, 24 of 100 humans said that one. And finally, in position number one. Was flexible hours. Horario. Flexibly, well done to the bridge. <laughs> Vero says it's a good plan, Rob. Praying. <laughs> oh, I have no plan, man, and I feel like I need one. You know, forty-five now, dude. I'm not getting any younger. I'm aging like a banana. My teeth are falling out. <laughs> Maybe I need a plan for the future. Who, who knows? Um, if there are any good financial advisors. Listening to me. Please, I need your help. All right, guys. On that note, let's go to today's Complete the News. Complete the News. Okay, guys. It's Complete the News time. Today's news. Uh, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go for the Teletubbies. How does this work? I'm going to give you a news headline. Un titular. But I'm going to leave out some important information. With the three options I give you, you, my friends, will complete the news. If you've never seen this section before, you will very quickly figure out how it works. So here we go. Um, is Teletubbies Tinky Winky blank? It's a question. Es Tinky Winky de los Teletubbies blank? <laughs> this evangelical preacher... Certainly think so. Ese predicador evangelico? Yeah? Oh, a nod from the natch. Um, Cree que si. Is Teletubbies Tinky Winky blank? This evangelical preacher certainly thinks so. Um, Es Tinky Winky de los Teletubbies blank? Este predicador evangelico? Cree que si. Here are your options. Is it A, Christian? Is it A, Christian? Is it B, gay? Or is it C, a girl? Hmm. Is Teletubbies Tinky Winky blank? This evangelical preacher certainly thinks so. Is it A, Christian, Cristiano? Right? Yeah. Is it B, gay or C, a girl, una chica. Did you ever watch the the Tinky Wink, uh, the Teletubbies? No, never. No, I mean we it was past our our time. Is it still a thing? Kids still watching? I don't it? think so. No. No. Well, you know, it's still alive and well in the states apparently because this evangelical preacher thinks Tinky Winky is either a Christian, b gay, or c a girl. Hmm. I'm seeing there is a consensus in the chat. Someone's coming to talk to the Natch real quick. When he um, when he gets back, we'll ask his opinion. Um, okay, so you guys in the chat say A. Okay, what do you think it is, Natch? Uh, Christian. You think A too, Christian. Um, all right, let's see if you're right. Only only Rafelka. Rafelka is the only one that says B gay. Let's see. Um, and no one said C. My son was a fan, says um, the bridge. Creeps me out, the little baby son. It's, got, it's a creepy show. <laughs> All right, so um, uh, this evangelical preacher thinks that Tinky Winky of the Teletubbies is... 
The answer, my friends, is B. Gay. Rafelka, the only person in the chat who correctly identified this one, it was in fact B. Gay. Um, the article from Pink News discusses the long-standing speculation. <laughs> About the sexuality of Tinky Winky, a character from the kids' TV show Teletubbies. Did you know that people were talking about this? No idea. <laughs> this is, you know, humans have too much free time, man. That's too much free time. If you're wondering, like, if you're wondering about the sexuality of a, of a kids' TV show character, you've got too much free time. Um, over his 25 years in the show in show business, Tinky Winky has been subject to debate due to his non-gender conforming traits, like carrying a handbag and wearing a tutu. Um, evangelical preacher, he, yeah, you've got a, you can rely on the evangelical preacher to step in here. Jerry Falwell once pointed to Tinky Winky's purple colour and triangle-shaped antenna, associating them with gay pride symbols, and characterised the character for allegedly promoting gay lifestyle to children. Oh God! I mean, oh jeez, Louise. This you know this is why we if we go extinct, this is the kind of thing that's going to make. This is why, because we've got nothing better to do than speculate over sexuality, of of a of a fake character teddy bear type thing and even think it's important in the first place jerry falwell go home you're drunk um however simon barnes the actor who played tinky winky dismissed these speculations noting that the character is meant to represent a three-year-old and such questions about his sexuality are irrelevant probo approved please probo approved completely irrelevant even if he was gay it would be irrelevant go home humans you're drunk <laughs> so there you go that was today's complete the news guys thank you thank you vero says there is there's always been an urban legend that tinky winky was gay i had no idea i had no idea i find them terrifying the teletubbies are terrifying official <laughs> all right my friends look that's all we've got time for in today's show tomorrow we is going to be a podcast exclusive Hopefully I'm not in too much pain. I'll let you know via Instagram. Join me there at Professional Bohemian uh, for any changes in the schedule. But you should receive a show as normal tomorrow. So many things you could have been doing today. But instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me in the Natch. It means the world. See you next time. Bye.